0: Okay.
1: Hello, and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast. We're here, and we're going to talk about some punk rock music, or punk rock adjacent. I'm not quite sure. Hi, Bob. Hi, Pete. How are you? <laughs> I'm chilling. Um, I'm excited about today's episode.
0: I am too, question mark? Oh, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Oh, that's fun. I'm very interested. Uh, I think we're going to have some interesting conversation about this. Um
1: See, this is like almost my favorite type of episode where my favorite types of episodes are the ones that either I have no idea um, or, or I should say I've never heard the record that we were talking about or the band sure. that we're talking about. So it's like entirely new. Yep. Always fun for me or where i know nothing about how you feel about the thing
0: yes and uh,
1: and this is uh this is that sort of situation so
0: yes and uh i think we're gonna have a fun conversation because this is one we both have a uh, certain level of familiarity with regardless of how we feel so it's gonna be fun um before we get into all of that first let's do our thing um please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars only. Only, yeah. We appreciate that. Um please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Traxpod. TraxPod. And <clears throat> only the best listeners send us emails to <laughs> traxpod at gmail.com trackspot at gmail.com send us those emails we love you and we want we want
1: it all i mean you know give us the good the bad the ugly whatever
0: yeah that's where the emails go and then the the five stars only is for the reviews so appreciate that it really does help uh tell a weird friend all that pete (laughs) before we dive into today's topic i have a very important question for you okay what is your favorite girl scout cookie and what is your least favorite girl scout cookie
1: so least favorite, I I don't even know because there are certain Girl Scout cookies where I feel like you just avert your eyes, like you don't even yes, consider yes. them as you walk up to the table, you yes, know, or correct. you fill out the form or however you buy them.
0: Yes, yes, correct.
1: Um, Samoas are my obvious favorite.
0: Yes. So um, let's I, talk about I, this.
1: I love a Tagalog. I okay. love a
0: Thin Mint. I was at one point a thin mint loyalist. Okay. However, I was seduced by the Samoa. And yeah. How can, how can you not be? Like right now, I want to stop recording and go buy a box of Samoas. <laughs> They're so good. All right. Uh, did you know that Girl Scout cookies are different based on your region? No. Yep. You can get different ones in different areas. Wow. Um, they change over time. Um,
1: I mean, I knew that just because I've seen it. Yeah, you're when you, probably when you,
0: familiar. Samoas are not called Samoas. They're called Car- Caramel Delights now. Really? Yeah. Maybe not on the boxes and maybe not all over, but that's what they have them listed on on the Girl Scout Cookies New Jersey website.
1: Wow. I mean, the I was. Girl
0: Scouts d- of Central and Southern New Jersey, I should say.
1: I was definitely just secret snacking on a box of Samoas, and it said Samoa on the box. So yeah, they're proper Uh, uh, Samoas. Is that that. is that going to be vintage? Do I have to save the box?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, eat the cookies, save the box. We'll say it like that. (laughs) Um, So let me let me. And they always are introducing new ones, and I just don't know. They they need (sighs) Pete. How do you feel about blue M and M's?
1: I. I'm agnostic when it comes to MMs, honestly. Okay. I mean, I, I love a plain M&M. I love a
0: peanut M&M.
1: I love okay, a pretzel so, M&M. I'll go any, but like oh, the so colors, kind of it doesn't matter to me.
0: Okay, okay. Well, so I am a, uh, I, I, I go through waves. It probably was pro- uh, like five to eight years since I had had an M&M. Okay. But uh, on my uh, vacation to, to Mexico, got some peanut MMs. and ms uh, my my son had some peanut M Ms. had some, peanut, and I was like, "Oh, these are good. All right, this is a nice little 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 treat. You don't have to eat too many." Ba ba ba. Yeah. Um, peanut M Ms. Regular M Ms. I haven't had a regular M M&M M in a while, but dude, um,
1: underrated.
0: Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. But but I go through waves with these things, and that's that's a nice thing to do. I feel a way about blue M Ms. Why? I, you might be a smidge young to remember the campaign for the blue M&M. I remember that. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, I remember that.
0: I just felt like it was bullshit. I'm just gonna say it. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was total. I thought it was malarkey. I thought that it was a sh- put on for no real reason. They knew they were gonna do blue. There were other colors in the running that I think deserved a spot at the table. Um, and so I will tell you this, Pete. Weird fact. I am sure I've eaten a blue M&M. I have never looked at a blue M&M and put it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you when, feel when, very strongly
1: about this I just
0: think it's well you know as I said like if I'm not looking and I just reach in and yeah, you, yeah. you know like who cares it just is what it is but I reach in and there's a blue M&M I'm giving it away my son loves blue m ms as a result so that's good I just thought the whole thing so that's my own personal private um, FU to the Mars company and their bullshit blue M&M um, hey that's fair uh, propaganda campaign from 25 <laughs> years ago um
1: so if you if you start selling out stadiums somehow if you're like giving ted talks mm, to, mm, to mm. millions of people
0: are you gonna pull the, the blue m&ms yeah
1: exactly you're just gonna you're just gonna only brown and green m&ms or something
0: no no all the others are fine red's fine yellow's that, fine that's what orange, i'm saying yeah. i, I and love an no orange M&M. yeah yeah All of the blues will be filtered out and given to the people. We are the world. (laughs) Give the blue M&Ms to the people. Um, I just thought the whole thing was a little bit gauche, we'll say. Just just didn't feel it. Um, I
1: mean, the color doesn't even really vibe with the rest of them, if I'm being honest
0: yes it's dumb it doesn't look it doesn't look right the rest has a nice smooth palette even the green it was it's a nice thing and i get it you know so you have red you have a brown you have a red you have an orange you have a yellow you have a green on the other side of that green should be the blue but the shade is not right and it doesn't look cool so i would have taken i would have thought about a purple um, I would have thought about perhaps a darker shade of green. I, I think I would have been interested in um, like a, a pink would be nice. Uh, perhaps I'm trying to think of what else where else we could have gone with it. You know, um, I would have gone. You know, I, I'm not offended by the pastel M&Ms that they roll out around Easter. I think those yeah, are nice. Those are nice. It's just the blue, and, and blue is one of my favorite colors too, by the way, to, to add another layer of interest on this whole thing. See, I don't even, I like the shade of blue they chose too. I do too. I just don't think it works for MM. All
1: right. I mean, that's fair. So here's here's what we're suggesting. I think everyone out there, go get your secret snacks and make it a pack of M&Ms. Yeah, when that's you get a, that pack of m and you, you know, the way that you pay it forward when you like buy a cup of coffee for the person behind you, yeah. Pay it forward. Just give the blue m ms out to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go to your, stand your outside of your yeah. local
1: Wawa and just oh. give it to a stranger.
0: If you don't have any friends in your life, yeah, do that. If you have <laughs> friends in your life, give them the blue M&Ms. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I'm not about waste. So don't waste them, but just choose to go a different way. Um Which is to say, all that tying back to the cookies, <laughs> they made a big deal about that. They haven't messed with it. I think they've gotten a little sloppy with their rollout of different flavors over the years. I always think Reese's is the example for good rollout of new product. Yeah. Reese's sticks were a big deal and they nailed it. They nailed it. Those are great. They did. Girl Scout cookies need to take a little cue from that. I don't want a new flavor every year. I don't want you rotating stuff in and out. I want the classics. I want them. They got to be good. Don't change thin mints. Yep. Don't give me this weird, like, pff, holes in it. No, no, no. They're smooth. That's what the way they're supposed to be. And launch a new one when we have a gold medal. I don't want a silver. I don't want a bronze. I don't want a participant runner-up. I want gold medal ideas only with my Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Just like we're in search of tracks, we're in search of snacks. Pete, what record are we talking about today? <laughs> we're talking about hot water music's record no division have we ever talked about hot water music in the 20 plus years that we've known each other
1: i don't think we have
0: i believe we did in like 1997 for less than five minutes and there's a reason that sounds right yeah um hot water music no division this record was released on no idea records um i think it is it was released wh- on
1: some records, Bob?
0: Was it on some records? Yeah, it was. It was, really?
1: it was, re- it was re-released on No Idea. No idea. Records.
0: Okay, weird. That it was on some. That's so yeah. I mean, they were they
1: they were on a mix of labels. They were on Doghouse. They, they were on some. They were on yep. a, a bunch of different labels, and then I think No Idea got uh, got everything, and now I think it's um, now it's Rise like, Records has Rise everything. Bought everything. Yeah, because yeah. this
0: is a band who, to me, it was one of those things where they became synonymous with No Idea, right. Even though it wasn't. Yeah, um, they
1: had a ton of records on No Idea at the time. Like, because they, they were a band that had all kinds of singles and splits and compilation yeah. albums and all that stuff. And a lot of that was on No Idea. Or they like the CD came out on Doghouse, but the vinyl came out on No Idea or something like that. So, correct. Yeah. That's yeah. Right.
0: So, so, um, why did we choose this record? I think because this.
1: I, I don't. I don't know. You know. Honestly, peek behind the curtain. Sometimes there's no reason. Sometimes we sometimes just it's we just land on a thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that this one, for our age range, was the definitive album.
0: I think that's right.
1: But that being said, I think that were you to ask people five years younger than us, this is not the definitive album. So,
0: what do you think would be the definitive album if it's not this one? I for, think for caution might be okay yep i think you're right about that yeah i think you're right about that okay all right um uh experience with hot water music they've been a band who has been in my sphere uh since i got into punk and hardcore music um that i have dabbled and checked out and tried on many times to limited success Mm. and uh i was very excited to revisit this one for the first time in a long time it had been quite a while since i had listened to this record um and uh yes i'm excited to talk about it what is your experience with it pete
1: so i i must have bought this record pretty soon after it came out i think Um, and it was just one of those bands that uh, there was a lot going on at the time. I think, you know, I'm trying to, I I was very firmly involved in punk and hardcore. And then I had friends that were into death metal and I had friends that were into more of like the emo adjacent stuff and, you know, like Mm -hmm. melodic, like melodic stuff. And I had different people telling me to listen to different things and, I had enough people tell me to buy this record that I ended up just buying it, I think. And I liked it overall. Um, I went back. I listened to Fuel for the Hate Game. I feel like Mm. there were a lot of people who were like, at that point, at least in the late 90s, early 2000s, saying Fuel for the Hate Game is the record. And then there were a lot of other people saying No Division is the record. And a lot of people saying you had to see them live and they never yeah. came through. So I never saw them. And, but there, there was, there was just a lot of energy around this band. And, yes, uh, a ton. I listened to them. I liked them. They never stuck on me. I think the way that they stuck on certain people, but at the same time, I've, I've, I definitely followed their records as they came out over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Overall, I'm a fan. I think they're a great live band. I think some of their records are great, and some of their records are not as great. Um, but cool band. I was definitely there for it at the time, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 really curious to talk about this one, especially with you. So
0: yeah, so I think we found ourselves on flip sides of the coin um, in a similar way, though. Is that followed it? was aware of it was never a hater never hated this band or thought it sucked yeah but never connected and tried and listened sure. because there was a lot of elements that i thought were cool and and they um in the you know larger punk world of music subculture music and that includes hardcore and pop punk and a lot of the other things this band just carried a lot of weight and had a credibility and a universal appeal that was rare, and uh, it's comparable to a few, but not many. And so it was one of those things where it was never it, it for some reason um, never stuck to my bones like it did for so many. And and you kind of said a very similar thing. And so I I, I wouldn't have considered myself a fan but I was always trying them on, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like when you see a store that has clothes and you like the way the clothes look and you walk in and you try them on, they just don't feel right. Or the, the, the material itches your skin or you just can't, the waist is, the waist is too tight or the legs are too long and you just go, well, these aren't pants for me. Um, Hot <laughs> water music are just pants that aren't for me. So um, this listen was fresh ears on this record for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Um, And, and as you said, I had friends who were, you know, not just fans, but devotees to the church of hot water music. Sure. Um, People who really, truly love this band and love this record and love these, these records, you know? Yeah. So uh, I thought it was a fantastic choice and one that I was excited to revisit. And, and like, and I'll also be honest, give headphones listened to for the first time full stop. Sure. This has been a, oh, it's, you know, I listened to it. I think I believe I bought this used on CD you know, sometime 20 years ago and would try and it never, it always ended up falling out of rotation. So this is the, but it would be, I'm putting it on the car, I'm putting it on when I'm working. Uh, then Then later there were, I had friends who would listen to it when we were working the record label who would play this record and it just never stuck. So, first time with headphones, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to talk about this. I do have a few... That's cool. ...few precursor questions before we get track by track and also to set the stage with you. Pete, is there any reason why we don't just call this pop punk?
1: I have an interesting kind of caveat question to that. Oh, um, let's go. I think we don't call it pop punk because I mean, I think of pop punk as being much faster than this. Like this is the whole, th- they've always been kind of like a mid tempo melodic band. Mm-hmm. When I think of pop punk, I think of like, I'm going to, I'm just going to do the beat on my chest. <laughs> yep. That's what I think of pop punk. And they have none of that whatsoever. Did that translate?
0: It translated super well. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, they don't have any of that. However, there's so many other trademarks and and signatures that would allude to that. Um, there's a lot of melodic trappings. There's a lot of these kind of like efficiencies of verse chorus that, that are to the pop punk style. Yep. And I wonder if they ever would have gotten there with that fast beat drum if it wasn't for their liberal use of stop and go starts throughout the songs, there is so much pausing throughout these songs Yeah, that it's um, I encourage people, if you don't see it, don't see it because once you see it, you can't unsee it. And by that, I mean, you can't unhear it. And all of a sudden um, there's points where when you're listening, it almost feels like, you're in a car with someone who's doing the the stop short, where it's like
2: <laughs>
0: undulating, and you know, and that's not, I never thought of that. That's funny. It's not a it's not a fantastic feeling once you see it, and then if you're hearing it and you can't stop hearing it, um, but it's a device they use frequently, and I really wonder if it wasn't for that in their songwriting structures, if that they would have ended up with a much more true to form pop punk sound of the time okay or at least at least structurally would have found themselves a lot closer because when you start thinking about it is this music a million miles from some of the mid mid mid-era or any of the mid-tempo bouncing souls stuff
1: i mean no not really
0: right and that's not like that's also another band who is I, I would say Bouncing Souls a little bit more firmly pop punk, but as they continue to evolve, their sound evolved away. And you wouldn't say the Bouncing Souls sound like no effects. No. Um, but I would still say it's it's pop punk. Um,
1: sure. So. Sure. I, I I guess I just, I think of Bouncing Souls as being in somewhat of a different category from pop punk, although I I, I of course I get the connection. Yeah.
0: I, I agree, but it's, it's that they are falling into the uncanny, uncanny valley of pop punk of the time. You know, it's Right. It's fully adjacent to that pop punk sound. Um, and it was part of those worlds and would do that. And it was also at the same time something more. Um, and I think we could say in a similar way, but different, bands like Lifetime, bands like Saves the Day, bands like Kid Dynamite, you could throw pop punk on those bands. And you could also say, well, no, they're definitively not that. There's something else that sort of butts up to and rubs against but is not that right um so it's it's kind of fun and and we don't need to define it but i i think there's elements on here as i was listening i'm like you know we don't call this and and when i went to hot water music's wikipedia do you know how they were referred to as post a, hardcore as a rock band ah I can I can feel post hardcore. Well, well
1: but, hold on. Let, that that that's my question to you. Yes. As kind of a play on your question, please, please, was, please. Are is this just post hardcore? No. Why or why not?
0: No, because it's it's pop punk.
1: <laughs> see, see, but but I, but I feel like you, I don't I don't know.
0: I mean, no, there's I, elements. I, there's there are many elements, and that's kind of because um, that to me is like it's it's. If well, you no. compare
1: this to a lot of post hardcore bands it's not that far off. It's also not that far off from the pop punk that you're talking about, but it's, it's in this it's, uncanny it's valley f- of things that's that's
0: that 50%, like 50%. That's right. Yeah. So so it's um the story a lot of of a lot of bands on this no idea and like eventually no idea ends up being in this place where where we start getting like these nods to like Americana punk, folk punk, etc. and I wouldn't apply those at all to hot water music. Yeah. Um you have to start getting like really uh <laughs> eclectic and start saying stuff like well it's like beard punk you know yeah um, and making shit up which is fine and fun um but no this like a lot of stuff um of the time in the late 90s you had music that was like well is this punk is this indie no it's it's jets to brazil it's <laughs> it's jade tree it's the you know it's stuff that was on big wheel records it's you know it's chamberlain it's
1: uh right get up kids whatever get up kids it's garrison yeah.
0: it's the stuff that falls and then it's like well is it post-hardcore indie it could fall you could say the same thing is it um, and and we're now in this other space where it's like a lifetime are they are they a hardcore band are they a post hardcore band are they are they a hardcore band are they a pop punk band do we call them post hardcore because they don't fit squarely in those two
1: I mean that's a great question particularly for them i I don't know the answer
0: The speed would place them firmly in hardcore some of the structures are there, but they have that sense of melody and efficacy of of melody and efficiency therein that places it more in a poppy place and certainly more in a punk place because, um, anyways, there's a lot of that in between and hot water music fell in between, but in the most endearing way to many, many, many people. They were certainly a bridge band, a band who would play all sorts of different shows and uh, certainly one that I think found not just the like significance, but became a personal relevance to a lot of people. Like they were a milestone band for many people. Yeah. Like how many people have you seen with the, that hot water music little thing as a tattoo? Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. And not just a, let me throw this on my ankle. You'll see that as a, a wrist place, like high rent property, uh, tattoo, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, any other mo- notes for you on hot water music comments or statements?
1: Um, no, just that this was, this was a fun one because I, I just hadn't gone back to this record in so long. I, I the, the only thing that I found out that I did not know, um, in doing my research for this was that Walter Schreifels produced it.
0: And I did know that. Okay. Um, and, and you can actually hear that a little bit, but not nearly as much as I would have thought. Like, I uh I'm a an avowed fan of what Walter has done as a musician and think he's a pretty cool guy and like all that stuff. But I think he deserves credit for not imposing or, you know, uh superimposing himself and his musical identity onto records that he produces too much. Sure. So that's that's cool because I think if no one tells you that he produced this record, you wouldn't know that.
1: See, I wouldn't know that, but at the same time, this record sounded like I guess having known hot water music's discography fuel for the hate game sounded like a punk record just because it was very raw. Yep. Uh, the second record, uh, forever and counting just sounds like shit. Like it just sounds like they just didn't have someone good behind the board that knew what they were doing. And then this record sounded great. Um, and I feel like, once I found out that Walter trifles produced it, I was like, Oh, okay. Well they had someone that not only knew what they were going for, but knew, um, the genre, right? Like they knew yeah. the influences and they knew the, the kind of the vibe and was able to like pull it off really well. So uh, to me, it, it, it made sense. And it, it, it was enlightening to me just because it was like, okay, this is, this is kind of the reason p- potentially that this was the breakout record for this band in the way that it was was because they had a dude behind the board that like kind of got the vibe. So
0: yeah, I think that too. I think, yeah, we should probably look around. I bet we can find some commentary from, from the hot w- water music camp on what they thought Walter brought to the recording, because I have heard um, firsthand from people who've recorded with him that they felt like he brought a lot without like i said superimposing himself and and kind of wanting to encourage the identity of the band to flourish while while also being there as a active participant you know yeah
1: yeah that's That's all you can ask for you know i mean that's Um, the that's that's the best kind of producer in my experience
0: oh pete i had a conversation with a friend (laughs) um who it wasn't him but his brother was recording a record and and said you know oh he was working with his band and they were recording their second full length and went in and were recording. There was two days left of a two week session. And all of a sudden, the rest of the band started having all these ideas for stuff that had been written. Yeah. And uh, there was all of a sudden the last minute struggle uh, with the main songwriter, the producer on one side going, Hey, uh, we just have to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. The- and the conversation became, How common is that?
1: Wow yeah
0: and, and i was like you know what unfortunately more common than than anyone wants to admit and yeah that, that a producer's job sometimes is just doing the i'm going to draw a line in the sand and say uh what we came with you're going to dance with the, the the partner you came with and uh maybe we have a little time to do a little bit but uh the clock is ticking. Let's let's go.
1: Yeah. What do you, you guys want? Another Chinese democracy? Come on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yo, facts. Good reference, <laughs> Pete. Let's go track by track on Hot Water Music No Division.
1: All right. First song, Southeast.
0: First. <laughs> first thing you get out of the gate and you get the trademark burly singing. Um, yeah. But it's kind of deep in the mix. It's like leveled out. Um, you get these pushing driving guitars. Punk for sure, but sort of with the a- edges rounded off. And you get, as I have noted in the preamble here, you get the this rock tendency of this stop, go, stop, start, stop, start. Mm-hmm. That is a writing device basically it's it's how you can kind of drive tension and drama in a song and tempo with with a different feel than just like a like you you did the fast beat drums i thought that was good this is a different way to create a a, a tempo and it's here i think this is a good opening track um yeah and you kind of know if you're in or out or just feel fine and to me i'm left a little bit lukewarm but it's i think it's a strong opening track okay
1: yeah that's interesting i i do feel like you know within a few tracks if you're here for it or not um but i think it's a great start to the record um it feels kind of like a mission statement um i mean a lot of people one of the reasons i feel like this band has caught on a lot is because of just the lyrical content combined with the combined with the music obviously but like there's like a melodic element to the music combined with the lyrics that like it's like this really good combination for certain people. And I think that I, I, I certain moments of hot water music, I really love. And I feel like that's, that's the thing that people love about hot water music that for me, it's only on certain songs and certain records and not quite throughout the whole thing. But I think it's a great song. Um, I think, uh, I agree with you in that like it's similar to a lot of what was happening at the time um, with the start stops and like the pop punk, I would argue there's a little bit of post hardcore in
0: there. I think you're right. I I wouldn't disagree with that. But,
1: but but like (sighs) what I have to think about is the bands that were happening at the time and the bands that I remember a lot of people talking about. So like get up kids, was something that a lot of people were talking about at the time. percent This feels like a hardcore band compared to Get Up Kids.
0: <laughs> no question. Like, no question. Even though there's a lot of overlap and sharing of fan bases, this yeah. is... This is uh, the get Up Kids feel like a... very much an indie band compared to Hot Water Music being a punk or a hardcore band, for sure. For
1: sure, yeah. So, like, like where you say the edges are rounded off, I totally get that, and I agree with it, but, it, it, but the edge is also comparatively still yeah, there yeah. C- compared, like to the what, kids, compared to the know? get up kids what's happening compared to the get up
0: kids of the chromax compared to crossed <laughs> out they're the get up kids yeah.
1: so. yes i mean like, i'm not compared to crossed out but yeah. but yeah <laughs> i mean but you know i mean compared to combat wounded veteran or something yeah. or like some other Gainesville band at the time <laughs> that's right um, that's
0: right it's in the same it's in the same wheelhouse you're right um, yeah
1: so so like so i don't know but but I, I i feel like the punk energy is still very much there with this band and uh, uh, and the energy's there And I I think it's a great opening track So
0: Free Radio Gainesville
1: um, So this is where You get a real Sense of Their differentiator which I think is The technical Ability and the musicianship of this Band um, particularly The rhythm section yeah. I think there's like there's a groove Here which actually this groove is one of the things too, combined with the Walter's rifles factor that I was like, why have I never heard post-punk in this conversation of hot of music? Um, because oh, I, when I, when yeah. I, when I think of post-hardcore, I think of groove. Yep. I think, I think of rhythm section. Yep. Um, and I honestly think of Walter's rifles a lot of the time. So yep. like, so, so for me, this song in particular, I was like, Oh, interesting. Like what, like this is like a, a different timeline. Where if hot water Music went in a different direction, maybe it sounds more like this, right? But, but they didn't really, and uh, whatever. But overall, I think this is a really good song. But it also is different from Southeast First and the way that it's not as it's 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 more experimental and yeah. something that they maybe didn't toy with as much in the future. So
0: no, I agree. I, I think this song is a bit more pulsing. Uh, I really like the doubled up vocals. Um, and I really like the texture between those two vocals. Um, it it doesn't. It needs to be said because we're 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 speaking to potentially an anonymous audience who may or may not have heard this band before. Yeah, the vocal styling is a signature and a make or break. So if you yeah. don't love it, you might find it. And and as this record goes on, I, I think it uh, I think it smooths out and I enjoy it more. But I don't love it to say the I least.
1: Al- I also would argue that it became somewhat of a genre on its own
0: 100 and they are a purveyor of it one of the the forefathers if we would
1: for sure and i think i think they to your point about pop punk like i know and i i still if hot water music put out a new record i i check it out i'm interested like they put out a new record a few months ago i listened to it um they kind of dropped the harsher vocals at a certain point yeah um and and went more in the direction of i I don't even know if i'm going to call it pop punk but it's definitely like they smoothed it out you know they they did smooth the edges out at a certain point um so so yeah i agree with you in in that respect for sure
0: and there is so the the I, as i mentioned i like the texture between the vocals and it is Walter Schreifel's doing backup vocals on this song too.
1: Oh, I didn't. So know That's kind of cool. Okay. You can hear. Oh, it. that's him. Yeah. I I always wondered who that was.
0: Of course, it's, it's him. Okay. It makes sense. Wow. I really like the song. I think it's a really solid second song. Um, doesn't doesn't it's it's a really like don't love, but um, I, I think it's a good song. And and I like your notes. There's they're playing with a few different elements here that they don't revisit really and i would have been curious to see which way they go but it's yeah. it's sort of those kind of um t- 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 painting around the edges that you see a lot of bands do and some things go explored and some things go unexplored and i think that was largely unexplored so
1: i'll say this too i'm sorry one more note on this song because i feel like it's i feel like this is one of the more defining songs too for them is like they i wouldn't call them a political band they're very much like an emotional band, yes. but I, but I hesitate to call them like an emo band. Uh, it's, which is all just, you know, we're all just talking like language at this point. It doesn't matter, but it's hard on your sleeve. It's, it's singing about what you feel. Um, but when they sang about politics, which I feel like this is more of like a politically oriented song, I never felt like it was on the nose they were always kind of vague about what they were singing about. Like, like the message was there, but they weren't as, uh, you know, like, like partisan or as, uh, I guess definitive about like the issue and how they felt about that specific issue, which I always appreciated because I, I always felt like this was a band that, even if they had very strong political leanings or were singing about a very specific thing, they kind of left, they, they, they wrote poetically in this way that kind of left it open to interpretation. Yes. And, and I always thought it was really well done. So, so I appreciate that about this band and, and I thought they did like, there's a lot of that on this record that I thought was really good. So that's
0: a really good note because I, I totally agree. I think that that's one of the more engaging and, and, cool parts about them and what makes them stand out in a way that there was there's a thoughtfulness to those lyrics while also providing an ambiguity that allows people to connect on their own level which is good for sure speaking of which our own way our own way this is the catchiest Um, song yet to me i think there's hooks A really good vocal melody, um, bounciest bass (laughs) line so far. Yeah. And it brings me in. Uh, uh, This is the song that I've come the most in on. And I was like, okay, is this record going to win me? Okay. Uh, And still, at the same time, very efficient and a quick song.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think super catchy song. Um, Energy is there. Um it's for me it's like a second or third tier Hollywood music song but i think it contributes to the album like overall really well it's and, and to your point it
0: flies by it's hard to know
2: to be what's cold, and that's when we learn to know
1: is like the mission statement song um, for them on this album and maybe in general. I mean, like, live your heart and never follow. It's 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 kind of just like it's such an emo kind of sentiment of the time and it's just such an emo sentiment in general and it's like wear your heart on your sleeve but that's kind of what this band stands for to me. At least they did at the time. Um, this is like for me, this is like one of those songs that people who have Hot water music songs or tattoos, like this is is one of them, one of the songs that contributed to them getting that tattoo, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's something that like, it struck me as a teen. Um, and now I feel like it, like the lyrics just feel a little bit on the nose. Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, it's like, (laughs) I, I, I still think it's a great song. And I also like, I look at this song now and, think about like what came like what this may have influenced and it's like I probably don't like a lot of what it what it influenced if I'm being honest yeah um it's like a lot of like
0: it's 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 IPA beer punk
1: yes yeah and uh and that's not to take away the sentiment of it, you know, because no, no, I, I think all. the sentiment of it is like really beautiful and genuine, but like, but it's just, I'm not like quite as much there for it as I would have been. Uh, yeah. Back then.
0: I, I really, you know, this song, um, there's a little bit of, there's uh one of the guitars has this really fuzz buzzed out sound to it. I like that a lot. Um, and I think one of the tricks of songs in this kind of punk slash pop punk rock genre is that they have to have at least one catchy good part per song and they catch that in this song Um, yeah kind of towards the end i think there's a really catchy part that sticks with you even if you're just on the edges of enjoying it um and i like this song good song Uh, makes sense that it's a top tier hot water music song yeah at the end of a gun
1: um this one kind of i feel similarly to the last song, um, it's hard to know. I mean, it's it's. I think it's a great song. Yeah, I, th- I think if it catches you at the right time, like it, it's it's probably very impactful. I I mean, this is just like how order music hit these highs where it's like if if you're into it, right? Like if you love that blend of like the melodic's that they play with the sing along elements and like the lyrical content, it's just it it. It scratches the itch for a lot of people um, and I feel like this is like another song like that and i I, I think it's I think it's a, one of the stronger songs on the record.
0: Yeah, so for me, um it's got that kind of typical quiet to build part in the beginning of the song. Where yeah you know like, okay, I'm just waiting for this to kick in, and there it is. Um, the vocals here, I think are smoothed out and work really well. Um, the texture of the vocals feel much richer less focused on that gruffness but focused on kind of a clarity in there Um, i like the chorus probably the best song so far on the record but it's just a touch long um the twang at the end is fun you know it's like oh okay are they hinting at something further on this record no not really they don't really revisit that but it's fun i think it's neat and it kind of ties into the whole thing so um yeah good song good song uh let's go to the title track no division you start on this one this is the song where i was like this is just pop punk right like (laughs) um, are we trying too hard to dub it something else it does have a lot of other elements, like no, no doubt. Um, yeah. But, but for me, you go to it and it's like this is really close to some of the mid-tempo material that you find on, like, uh, like Bouncing Souls, Hopeless Romantic. You know, like the, there's a that. lot of elements there. So that makes sense. it is. It's not pop punk, but it's in the other category where it's like, well, if you like pop punk, you like this, and you you see very little difference between this and the the majority of what you like. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 funny that you're pulling all these things because I never quite thought of them in comparison to one another. But it it obviously makes sense. Um, like, and this is like my least favorite Hot Water music. It feels like, like this song to me feels like hot, or, hot water music on autopilot in a, in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, which which is weird because I went back to it several times, going like, this is the title track of the record. What?
1: Yeah what's going on what are we up to here folks? yeah it's striking how like ineffective this song is and this is the kind of namesake at the record so yeah i mean
0: and by I the way uh, to me a great title yeah sure so, yeah. all right and now um, there's a beer named after it or something probably so <laughs> kind of yay. Um, the jet set ready song yeah me too i like the tone here um you get a kind of a slightly dropped melancholy while maintaining an up-tempo beat um for whatever reasons it still doesn't lock me in and this is the type of song i look to to pull me in all the way and i okay. just don't totally get there
1: okay see i i feel like this is one that it does have all of the elements that i really like from hot word of music i mean the melodics are there the vocal harmonies are there, the lyrics are there. There's the line we're sinking with the ship that we built too quickly, but we'll shift and reshift the blame to keep it off our conscience that we helped to build it. Like I I feel like that's that's something that could be interpreted as very political, right? But it could also be interpreted just as like 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 personal and philosophical, like how people approach the world. Yeah, You know, you never want it to be your fault. You're always looking to blame someone else on whatever it is. Um, and I like that about them because I like, I, 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 I think they do that really well sometimes other times not as well. So, um, other times I feel like they're just trying to recreate the wheel that they've created really well. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but I like this one in particular
0: yeah, and you know, you keep you you hit the lyrics a lot harder than I did here, and and part of that is that the vocals don't pull me in. yeah, so then I have a hard time connecting with the lyrics. But I, I, on reading these lyrics, I was like, they're doing something here. There's something going on here which really makes it go, okay. there's something there's another level here on the record that you know, I listened to this three, four, five times actually on some of the tracks. Uh, if you really tie in, this is one of those bands where it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. The lyrics meant a lot to people on this, and that's one of the things that connects it and why it made it that magic. So,
1: yeah, and I, I, I really do think that's like that's that's the thing for them. That, and we've talked about this, where I definitely yeah. don't sit down with a record and read the lyrics the way that I used to. But yes. I think this yeah. band hit me at a time where I was actively doing that, and they're a band that kind of deserved it because if you if you aren't doing that with this band you're you're somewhat missing like the magic of it i think so for sure i think so So, for
0: sure and yeah and that goes into the next song rooftops which is this is a song literally written for the entire room to be singing to yeah and i get it and i hear it and i think it's like oh yeah this is one of the songs you play and it's like oh there goes the entire room and you look around it's 500 people singing a thousand people (laughs) singing this song
1: yep a hundred percent. I mean, this is like, I didn't even look on their Spotify, but I have to imagine this is still like top Spotify track for them.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Let me take a look. I'm going to do it. Well, <laughs> or maybe me. I'm just an old man and I'm totally wrong. Now that that the, could be uh, possible. Yeah. On the, uh, let's see. Oh, you are wrong and it doesn't appear Fuck. to be close trusty chords is number one at 13 mil I would have guessed
1: that okay. drag
0: my body at 9.3 I would not have guessed remedy, that. remedy I would have guessed that one actually 5.3 okay and then some of the songs off the newest record feel the void which I actually for- you know what we should we should give the 2022 hot water music record a try yeah that's actually that'll be a fun activity at some point this year
1: yeah yeah I'm down. Um, I listened to it once, but it was a very passive listen. I mean, it, but it, but it's funny to see that, right? I mean, that's that's to my point. I think I mentioned Caution before. The, I think two of those songs are from Caution. So like Rooftops was the Hot Water Music radio hit. Not that it was even on the radio, but it was like the hit at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And now it's not even there apparently. So it's interesting.
0: It's really wild. Um, hit and miss.
1: Um I think musically this is one of the more technical songs on the album. Um the bass is really striking on this one and the drum fills on this one really stick out to me. Um there are a little like it there's more time changes than a lot of the songs, it's not a straightforward, not a straightforward rock, I guess. Um that being said, although I usually tend to lean in the direction of liking the more technical. Mm -hmm. This is not one of my favorites on the record. Um, I feel like there are so many super strong songs on this record that this one kind of falls behind. Yeah. Particularly like where it is on the record. So although I do like the drum outro, it kind of like, it's a little like it's a little much. It's a little pretentious, but at the same time, I feel like it kind of set them apart.
0: No, and I I, I noted I like the flow to the odd percussion stuff at the end for nothing yeah. else that it's just got its own thing going on. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's just like cool. It's yeah, it's yeah,
0: yeah. Sometimes you do weird shit to do weird shit. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So to me, this song is because uh, I went back to it because it does have a bunch of different elements and parts. Um, so I ended up listening to this one a lot. Uh, just to kind of break it down and see what i liked and didn't like and and i have to say i think that for my ear many of these songs are work better isolated you know um this song's too long and there's a couple parts too many um while saying that there are elements i do really like the the part around the two minute point is really engaging
2: Mm -hmm. in a way
0: that much of the record never touches me and i'm like oh i'm like pulled in interesting Um, Overall, often the drama of the vocal track and the music don't align, and that's a really interesting thing to me where the vocal feels like it's reaching a point and coming to a point, but the music isn't, and then the music does, and the vocals aren't there. It's it's interesting, um, and that connects to that stop and go stuff. Um, it's so rampant that by this point in the record, it starts to be a turnoff to me. So, uh, that that's here on the, the hit and miss track as well. So, you know, um, it's, it's a fine song, but, but I'm starting to, uh, find where I'm at with the record by this point. Sure. Um, next track driving home.
1: Okay. Um, so historically I like this record or this song a lot. Um, I had this record, you know, as I mentioned as a kid, this to me like as a, as a deeply depressed young man, this song spoke to me. <laughs> yes. um, it's, it, it, it's one of those things where now listening to it in retrospect, I feel like I, I, I had, I had a lot of the same feelings listening to this that I did when we did uh, jawbreaker, dear you yep. where like, it just, it scratched that itch for me at a certain point really deeply. Whereas now I listen to it and it just feels like it feels a bit on the nose It's not quite as eloquent as I thought it was at the time. But at the same time, I mean, it it just it feels like a guy writing through a thing and giving himself a pep talk. um, Lyrically, as a song, I really like the build of it. Um, It has some energy, despite kind of the darker lyrical content. I feel like it builds well like the time changes are pretty fluid. So like, I do like this song. I feel like it falls at an interesting place in the record where yeah. I'm kind of losing the, the plot. Um, and one of the things I thought about too, was just, they were, we mentioned that the, at the beginning, they did a lot of seven inches. They did a lot of splits. They had a lot of really good seven inches where it was just like a super strong a side and super strong B side I feel like this could have been like a real hit had it been on one of those seven inches i agree um but falling where it falls in the record it just like didn't strike me as as much feels like What'd it might think? get
0: lost in the sauce a little bit no i yeah. I, I think this song's a bit kind of off kilter um and i really like it it's a okay. little bit more discordant um but had maintains a really good sense of the melody and it is probably my favorite song on the record i think it's very memorable Sick. yeah Sick. good song Um, and the last song on the record as it was traditionally released in song was a little different here with the secondary vocal um, and it's kind of the, the melodic elements of this record really evolved on the B side there's a different kind of progress in how the melodies worked and I, I thought this was a solid ending I don't know how strong it is as a closer but yeah. um, I, I, I was not I, I did not I, I was not moved by the song but I, I thought it was pretty good
1: okay yeah, I feel you. I feel like the first half, the first half lacks energy to me. Yes, um, and is kind of anticlimactic. I think the outro of it, like, makes up for the first half. Hmm. I think like the the harmonies that they have going on in the in the outro is, are strong, and I think ultimately it ends strong. But at the same time, it's I don't know. It's it kind of falls flat compared to the other songs of the record. I think lyrically. It kind of reminds me of the song "Thank You" by the Descendants, but just mm. like not articulated nearly as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel too strongly about the song.
0: Yeah. Now there's some bonus tracks on the extended version. I don't even totally know if we need to discuss those. I don't think we do. Yeah, Yeah. Tradition, The Bitter End, they're fine. Let's Uh, stick to the LP version. The original LP version. Pete, So I left this feeling like, okay, I can see it a lot of why this is such a magic record for many people. Yeah. But it just wasn't for me. And I like it, and I think it's really uh, uh, very competent, really well done, but it doesn't, doesn't connect to me. So uh, why don't we get into the scoring? Let's do it. Holistic Hol- quality out of 20.
1: I'm going to give it a 12.
0: <laughs> I also gave it a 12. Okay. <laughs> highs out of 10.
1: I'm going to give the highs an 8. I give it a 5. Okay. So no, not very high for you.
0: No. Uh, you know... <clears throat> As mentioned, uh, you know, um, Driving Home, very good. Um, jet Set Ready, pretty good. Uh, a free Radio Gainesville, uh, right there, right near the top of the list, but it just nothing connected to me in a way where I'm like, that's definitively the track, and this is what I would put on and say, hey, this is what I should listen to, or hey, this is going to drive me to check out more material by this band.
1: Sure. Okay.
0: Blast me to many ears. Um, yeah. What about what about you for Lowe's?
1: Lowe's, I gave it a four.
0: Okay. Um, I gave it a five. Okay. So give me your Lowe's. Why, why a four? I
1: mean, it's just... I think they're really good at doing a certain thing, and they really hit that high on certain songs. And then other songs, it just it feels like they're on autopilot. Even though this was kind of like a defining point in their career in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know for me for me it, it's it's uh, I don't know I'm having a hard time articulating it.
0: No, I get but it. Just, no,
1: but it, but it just didn't really like. When they don't land, they do, they really don't land, and when they they land, they really land. So like, honestly, I could I could give the lows even lower, and I could give the highs even higher. But but I'm 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 staying a little bit like middle ground for, for well, both.
0: If you if my highs were five, my lows were five, I felt like there was never a full like it didn't bottom out like there's certain records we've done where it's like whoa what in the world was going on on this track and i felt none of that on this record yeah Um, but there were some consistencies throughout where i was like "Ah, this is pulling me out or i'm not being pulled in and so the lows it didn't you know it's pure it's very as we'll get to here um, competency peer review i gave it a 7 out of 10 i think it's really clearly well done and they can clearly play and i think it's pretty influential and and we'll get there obviously too but uh, but even among their peers i think it's good yeah i gave it a seven too just doesn't have the hit for me in terms of that um sure drag factor out of 10 does this record drag
1: um i mean it's it's like a 30 minute record so it can't drag that much but it at, at certain points it does so i gave it a five
0: uh pulling behind the curtain we listened to a uh, for today's recording session, we were listened to a fifty-something minute record. We listened to a forty-something minute record. And we listened to this record, which clocks in at thirty-four, and this one felt like it dragged the most of those three, and I gave <laughs> it a five out of ten, just to be fair, because I don't enough. think it truly d- drags, but it didn't. There were still parts where I was like, okay, you know, I wasn't full-on Sonic tapping my toe because I didn't touch the controller, yeah, but I also was close. Flow out of ten,
1: I gave it a five. I give it a four. Okay.
0: Aesthetic out of 10.
1: I love the continuity of their artwork. Um, and I don't know. I, I got to give it a seven. I don't particularly love this artwork, but I don't mind it. Um, and I, I just, I kind of overall just like their aesthetics. So I give it a seven.
0: Uh like their aesthetic, like their consistency, like that there's some themes, but not always. Um, really like this album art. Uh, really like this album art. 8 out of 10. Cool. Impact and influence out of 10.
1: Um, I think we mentioned they influenced a lot of bands. Uh, I think that's undeniable. So... Yeah. And not only in their, you know, artwork, but also in just like the vibe, the vocals, the yeah, melody, the, you know, w- pretty much every element of this band has been influ- influential in some respect. So I gave it an eight.
0: And I gave it a seven because of all those reasons. But there's very few of those artists that scratch my itch you know sure. so so if if it influences something i don't love it's uh, it's hard to give it even more but yeah, it yeah. is a 7 and 10 i think they they're mm-hmm. unbelievably influential and like if someone were to say to me hey um punk music 1998 1997 2000 whatever um i need 20 bands to listen to to give me a kind of holistic view of what the world was Hot water music probably should be in that list yeah um and then the intangible out of 10 you know the the kind of can't put my finger on it let me let me give some points or not give some points you go three out of 10 i just don't connect to it and i would like to and guess what i this is not a ruling it out for me i'm going to continue trying with hot murder music we're going to listen to their 2022 record Mm -hmm. um this is an important band this is a cool band and it's just a band that i don't connect with personally too much
1: that's fair. I mean, so I'm on the opposite end. I think I, I do connect in certain respects, although not as strongly as I think a lot of people. So
0: I gave it a six. Okay, so where did you end up? 62. 56. Okay. So I think that's fair, and I think that's about right. Um, shout out to Hot Water Music. Shout out to No Division. Shout out to this record. Um, and shout out to to long-lived acts who have continued doing their thing like i'm actually pretty peaked to hear their newest record i think that's going to be an interesting listen so absolutely let's check it out pete thank you as always listeners thank you as always and until next time keep on searching for those tracks
2: It's another time, it's another place, we are making fun.